Welcome to Life in Purple, providing you with the latest from women entrepreneurs, amazing mums, human interest stories, and celebrity guests. Your host, Laura Sprague, discusses women's topics such as success, empowerment, perseverance, lifestyle, and much more. Laura also offers a fun and unique perspective while providing listeners with valuable tips on how to successfully conquer the many issues women may face. Come experience your life in purple. And now, here's your host, the life coach with the most, Laura Sprague. Hello, Lip Talk Nation. Welcome to Life in Purple. I'm your host, Laura Sprague, and thank you so much for listening to this episode. I also want to give a huge shout out to those who have already responded to our previous episodes, letting us know that Life in Purple is making a difference in their lives. On our most recent episode, we had Dan and Bird, who shares her story of having her daughter too soon and is now working with the March of Dimes to help raise awareness for premature births. So if you hadn't had a chance to listen to our previous episodes, you're missing out. And I really want to hear from you. We've had some really valuable tips and action steps that you can make to stop the negative top. If you have gleaned value from any of our amazing guests so far, visit liptalknation.com and there you will find more resources such as our coaching blog and much, much more. On our show today, we have an outstanding speaker, motivator, entrepreneur, and philanthropist. Not only will you be inspired to do more when you hear her story, but you will also be inspired to be more. Jessica Phillips is the founder of Story Changers, who is teaching orphans how to change their story. Lip Talk Nation, I can't wait for you to hear her story. And before we get into all of that, I want to give a huge welcome to Jessica Phillips. Welcome to Life in Purple, Jessica. How are you today? I am wonderful, Laura. Thank you so much for having me on this call. It is an absolute honor. Well, we really appreciate it. I've heard so many great things about you. I have friends that know you personally, and they all say great things about you and all that you are doing. So... Before we get into the story and how you started the Story Changers, will you tell us a little bit, uh, like, where you're from? Tell us about yourself and how you got your start. Yes, yes. Um, I am married to my husband, Jason, and we have four children, soon to be five, maybe six, in the process of adoption again. And uh, we live just outside of Lexington, Kentucky, actually building a farmhouse on about 20 acres of land. So that is the area that I am from. Um, I grew up in Louisville, Kentucky, not too far from where I am, and went to the University of Kentucky, met my husband, uh, and never left the town. Well, that is really awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I hear that you are going to be adopting possibly more children. Is that correct? I am, yes. Our youngest son is adopted from Ethiopia, and we are currently 15 months in the process of a second adoption for um, one or maybe even two children. Wow, Jessica, is that a normal length of time to wait? It varies. Uh, When we adopted the first time, it it did not take as long as this time, but with international adoption, there are always 
hiccups and bumps, and you never know uh, exactly how things are going to go. It's not like a nine-month pregnancy, and you know your exact due date. But we are looking forward to hopefully getting this child or children home this coming year in 2016. Jessica, I can tell that you have a huge heart, and I can't wait for Lip Talk Nation to hear your your story because it's so moving and inspirational. Jessica, I have been following your work for a couple years now, and I am inspired by all that you are doing. The nonprofit you started, Moringa for Many, has recently changed to Story Changers. Will you share with the listeners why you started this? Absolutely. Uh, it really links back to that first adoption. Uh, my son, Joshua, when we went over to adopt him four years ago, we arrived and we were told that he was relatively healthy and we knew that he was underweight. Uh, we knew that malnutrition was an issue, but we didn't exactly know the extent until we arrived. And uh, he was suffering from rickets. It's a softening of the bones. And his little legs were so bowed, you could insert a globe or a basketball into them, literally, in between his two knees. And it would just slide right in and out. And we came back and we sought some medical advice and we were told that he would likely need to wear braces, um, a lot of rehabilitation up to a year or longer to get those legs strengthened and corrected. And I knew of a botanical called Moringa. It's actually called Moringa oleifera, and it's the most nutrient-dense botanical in the world. I am a um, distributor for a company here in the United States called Seja, and we sell this very plant-based nutrition. And so I knew that I had something that could combat malnutrition. I didn't know how well it would help him until I gave it to him, but I was blown away by the results. Um, we started Joshua on Moringa before we left his native country, and within 24 days, his legs naturally self-corrected. We never needed braces. We never needed rehabilitation or any prescriptions. The plant-based nutrition was so nutritionally sufficient that his bones naturally strengthened on their own. And when I saw the results in him, when I saw what it did for him, I knew that I had to do it for others. And that's when really God just broke my heart for these kids and said, start nourishing, start nourishing. And the biggest problem that I see in third world countries is there are a lot of people feeding and there are there's a lot of aid out there for food, but that food never really goes beyond bread and broth. They're lacking nutrients. They're lacking meat and fruits and vegetables and things that their body just needs so desperately. And so that's when I formed a nonprofit organization called Moringa for Many. And originally in the beginning, that's all I was going to do. I was going to nourish children with Moringa. I knew I had something that clinically can reverse malnutrition. And so I sought out to do that for as many kids as I could by partnering with other NGOs on the ground. Well, what I saw with these children that I started to nourish with the Moringa is they weren't eating or they weren't in school. They weren't receiving the medical aid that they needed. And so we started to support them on a much bigger level, uh, far beyond just nutrition. And in 2013, we opened up our doors for 20 children to fully support them um, in practically every aspect of their life. And that is when we changed our name from Moringa for Many to Story Changers. Jessica, I got to talk to Lip Talk Nation right now as they are listening to what you just said. I hear that you pointed out that 
nutrition is so important. And you saw that in the third world countries, how much it was lacking. So you adopted your son, Joshua, and he was suffering from rickets. And you mentioned that it was softening of the bones. But in 24 days, just with the proper nutrition, his legs naturally corrected. I'm in awe with this because I've experienced, you know, the benefits of Moringa myself. So I just want to point out to Lip Talk Nation how important nutrition is and not just, you know, how you went to Ethiopia to start the orphanage. 20 children, you say, that you are now, that you are supporting. Is that correct? We started with 20 in 2013. Uh, we are up to 80 in that program, and we just opened up a preschool last month for 20 new toddlers. So we are at 100 exactly. We also have a partnership with an organization, Story Changers Congo. They're our partners, and they run an orphanage in the Congo for 25 orphans. And they also are receiving the plant-based nutrition marine goal of there, too. So we have 100 and 25 children that we are um, supporting and that are enrolled in our programs. What a difference that you are making, Jessica. You are inspiring myself, and I'm sure the people that are listening right now, listeners, grab hold of this, that um, I can't wait to share with you how you guys can get involved, but we're going to get to that at the end of the interview. But Jessica, I want to know how long that it takes for each phase, because you mentioned that you have three phases that you help with the children. You have a restore, empower, and equip. So before we, I guess, how long each phase lasts, will you walk us through each phase? Absolutely. You know, what we realize is that you cannot break chains overnight, and things cannot be fixed in a day. And that goes for our lives over here in the States as well. So we we like to put our children through three phases. Uh, The first one is restoration. And so when they come to us, we are meeting their immediate needs, food, clean, safe drinking water, the plant-based nutrition the medical aid that they might need. A lot of our kids um, suffer from tuberculosis and HIV, and so we make sure that we're getting them on the right regimen of medications along with the food, the water, as I said. And so that restoration phase, you know, that continues on the entire time that they're in our program. Once we have them healthier and stronger and, and that is met, we then introduce the empowerment phase. And that's where we make sure that they are receiving an education. We have after-school tutorial classes. Some of our children come to us in the mornings before they attend school. And uh, so we really work with them to, to raise their GPAs. We encourage them to at least increase by at least three points per academic year, and we work with them for that. We just put an importance on education because if you can give a child an education, you give them a window to the rest of their life. And so that is our empowerment phase. Also with Bible study that we do on Saturdays, we share the gospel with the children. And the last phase of that is the equipping phase. And we're not to that phase yet because our children aren't old enough, but as they start to end the near, the time that they will age out of our program around 17 and 18 years, and once they're nearing that high school graduation, we want to equip them with either an education at the university, if that's an option, or with a trade that they can go out and use to generate an income. Developing countries are very different than what we are used to here in America. So if you've never gone outside our borders and into a country like Ethiopia or the Congo, it's kind of a hard thing to explain, but opportunity is scarce. 
and jobs are just not available the way that they are here. And so we want to teach them with a trade, whether that become a motorcycle mechanic or a hairdresser for our girls, possibly an artesian. You know, we want them to have some type of skill that they can use and possibly become entrepreneurs themselves, gain a fruit market, uh, things like that, so that they can finally, finally end these cycles of poverty that are just continuing generation after generation because no one is going out and offering them a hand up. We do not believe in a handout. We believe in a hand up. We believe in teaching these children the value of their own self-worth. We want them to see their talents and their skills, and we want them to know that they can become anything that they choose to become in life. And that, that is the same for us here, too. Jessica, that message that you just said, you want to you know, do a hand up instead of a hand out. And you talk about self-worth. You want them to know about their self-worth no matter where they're from. And you want to give them an opportunity of education because you mentioned that it was a window to the rest of their lives. Lip Talk Nation, are you grasping this? Are you actually doing this for yourself? Here at Lip Talk Nation, Jessica, we are all about self-worth. We're talking about switching the negative talk to the positive talk. And I think this relates so much to what you are doing right now with the orphans. You are going in there and proving to them and showing them, not just proving, but showing them that they have self-worth. And that resonates with me so much. And I want to thank you right now, Jessica, for starting this and for the vision God gave you, you not only through nutrition, but their mental state as well. And now I, I was doing some research, Jessica, on you and your mission, and I discovered the lack of development in Ethiopia, and I I believe it's very underfunded as well. So what was it like to expand the organization there? Difficult. Um, You know, I've come to realize in the past few years that anything in life worth fighting for is going to be hard, and there's always red tape with it, and I've learned that very much lately. Working with a government that is very broken, that does not have a clear and concise system set in place, such as ours in America, is hard. And it took a long, long time to to launch this preschool that we just opened when I was over there um, in the month of October. And it actually took almost two full years to to get everything fully fully legalized and authenticated and signed off on. So just. A lot of patience was required and a lot of perseverance, and, and I've come just to find that in my life with my career that I lead over here in the U.S. Um, with funding and starting and not quitting on an organization that's on the other side of the world, working with a full staff of people that are not of your culture. Just a lot of, a lot of roadblocks, a lot of obstacles, but I've come to find out that if you just set your mind to to an end goal and you keep your eye on that finish line, you will cross it. The only reason why you won't is because you quit. And if you don't quit, you will make it. And that's what we've done over there. But it's not been easy. Lip Talk Nation, did you just grab what Jessica said? If you quit, you're not going to make it. That's the reason why you're not succeeding, because you don't have the discipline. Jessica, you're such an example of perseverance. You explained how it took two years 
to even start a preschool. And Lip Talk Nation, I don't want to just talk about how she started one thing and it was two years, but I want to point out that it's not just easy to start something in a third world country because people, Jessica, are like, we need to help support and why aren't more people and the government helping the third world countries but like you said it was red tape and thank you once again for your perseverance and a lot of patience and you mentioned how it helped you in your business so that's what I really want Lip Talk Nation to understand is that you have to set your mind to it you mentioned at the very beginning of this answer anything worth fighting for is always hard Lip Talk Nation just because it's hard doesn't mean you should quit. So I really, really want you to think about what you are fighting for. Jessica, story changers specialize in combating malnutrition. I know that you are a huge fan. You mentioned already of the Moringa Olifera tree. Will you tell us what makes this tree so vital and why it is used to combat malnutrition? Certainly. So Moringa Olifera is the most nutrient and botanical in the world. You can ask Siri on your iPhone, what is the most nutritious plant that you can eat? And it will tell you Moringolifera over and over and over again. It is the number one superfood of all superfoods. In, in Moringa, you are going to find 92 verifiable nutrients. You will find 36 anti-inflammatories, 46 antioxidants, high levels of chlorophyll, vitamin A, K, C, it's got zeatin. It, it is loaded with nutrients, and it's not available, uh, readily available. It doesn't grow here in the United States well. And if you look at the world map of where malnutrition exists, Moringolifera grows in almost, I would say, 90 to 95% of every place in the world where malnutrition is a problem. And it, just because it is so nutrient-dense, that is how it combats malnutrition. When you take one serving of Moringolifera, you are receiving the same amount of nutrition that you would from seven oranges, four glasses of milk, two servings of yogurt, and a bundle of spinach along with several carrots. And so that nutrition right there combats the malnutrition for these children. And it nourishes their body, strengthens their bones, it increases their vision, strengthens their eyes. Uh, it helps with respiratory, and it, it is amazing. Uh, Moringolifera traditionally has been used back all the way dated to ancient medicine for 300-plus diseases and ailments holistically. It, it is a phenomenal tree, and I'm just absolutely mesmerized by its power and ability to help these children that I serve. Jessica, I'm smiling so big right now because I've caught the vision as well and I understand the, the nutrition value of this plant. But I find what's really fascinating is that you said you can ask Siri <laughs> and it comes up and it says that it is the most nutritious botanical plant in the world. So that is very fascinating. So people don't just take your word for it. You have proof and the science behind it. So that's why I'm excited that you found Moringa and you are sharing it with the, the orphans and the people who are needing it the most. So will you share with the listeners, Jessica, some of the obstacles that you had to overcome along the way to start Story Changers, uh, not to mention the one you already did about the preschool, but what other obstacles did you have to overcome? You know, I think people ask me all the time, they're saying, I would like to start a nonprofit. What do I need to do? And I was pretty clueless before I got started as well. I didn't 
really quite realize the requirement of my time that it would take and just the difficulty of even getting licensed as a federally licensed 501c3 over here. It's very possible, but it's time-consuming, um, and you will end up with mounds and mounds of paperwork by the end of it and lots of legal hoops to jump through and everything else. And so I think, you know, the obstacles for that is just the consistent discipline that it takes to do legally what needs to be done uh, for a nonprofit to find the people that actually want to commit and serve alongside you. It's very hard. Uh, a lot of people, you know, oh, I'd love to help. I want to help. And, and then when it comes down to really sacrificing their time, they don't give it. And so uh, those have been some of my biggest obstacles is, is just finding people to come alongside story changers and really become a story changer with me to, to serve these children. And that's, that's a sacrifice of your time. Fundraising. I, I spend a lot of my time fundraising. It goes far beyond any amount of money that I could ever donate. Our budget this year is increasing to almost $300,000 this coming year in 2016. So I've got a lot of fundraising to do. And just a consistent commitment, you know, that, that can be an obstacle in your personal life. It can be hard to find the power to say, okay, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this when it's all the way on the other side of the world, and sometimes you really don't see the fruits of your work. And, uh, you know, just having to constantly motivate myself and stay positive. You just pointed out some really great, valuable tips for people. You mentioned that you have to stay committed, and it takes willpower, and you have to find the right people. So it sounds like that people can even apply it in their own personal life. You know, you said it took you finding the right people to support story changers. And I find that so true in my own personal life. And I really appreciate you being vulnerable right now with these points is to stay consistent. And then you pointed out sometimes you don't see the fruits right away or the evidence of your success right away. And that's such an important lesson, an important tidbit for people to grab a hold of. Thank you so much for sharing that because that one resonates with me so much. And I hope Lip Talk Nation, that does with you as well. So Jessica, you mentioned all these obstacles and I think they may be a little bit more personal, but I'm wondering if you'll share with us some of the personal obstacles that you're willing to share with us that you had to overcome balancing your family life and business life. Yes, I think, you know, for any mother on the phone, you can agree with me when it comes to saying it's, it's hard to balance that motherhood, that family life alongside a business life. And for me, I have a very large business with my company that I'm an independent rep for called Deja alongside my nonprofit. And so I'm on a daily basis running pretty much two separate businesses, a wife and for children and then the process of adoption again. So it's been a process. <laughs> it's a process that I'm still trying to grasp and fine tune and I think I probably will for, you know, the rest of my life. But a personal obstacle for me has been probably setting time for myself. I'm very active and I'm very type A and I will say yes and yes and yes and yes. So because I like to keep my plate really full, I don't often take take a rest and quiet time that I need and, and really just not letting all the different things that I'm responsible for in my life overlap one another. And so it's been a it's been a learning curve and a process to really conquer that and I wouldn't say that I have, but I've gotten a lot better over the past four years than I did when I started 
to really putting on my mom hat or taking that one off and putting on my nonprofit work or focusing on my business. And so, you know, what I find is that when you let all three mesh, they really actually end up colliding. If you're trying to finish dinner with your family and, and you're taking a text, then you're you're cheating your family. When you interrupt your work to answer a really petty question from a child, you know, it doesn't work good to let them all overlap. And so what I've gotten really, really good at over the years is setting my boundaries around each division of my life. And when I have a date with my husband, it is a date. And I'm not taking a work call or I'm not replying to an email. And when kids come home from school and it's homework time, it's homework time. And I will put my phone in the drawer, away in my office, whatnot. And something that has really, really helped me do this is getting up early in the morning. So I'm talking to the people who don't like to rise early. I was not an early riser two years ago, but God took me on a little journey and told me to give him the first of my day. And I remember just praying fervently for God to use me. Um, actually, it was beginning in 2014 and, and just to take this ministry and do what he has planned with it. And he said, if you want to be one of my soldiers, you've got to come to the front line and you've got to give me your first. And so two years ago, I started waking up anytime between 4 and 5 a.m. to have my quiet time with him and to get a head start on the day. And it has been probably one of the best decisions and <laughs> refining, obedient things that I've had to do in my life, and that is become an early riser. And I was not that before, but I tell you, habits are formed. When you do something 21 times, it becomes a habit. And it is so true with getting up early. And so the first 10 times that I had to hit that alarm clock, I hit snooze with it. Um, and then 10 more times, it became a little bit easier. But I'll tell you today, this morning alone, I woke up at 4.18 on my own, no alarm clock, wide awake and ready to go. And I have just come to find that I can get more accomplished those first two hours in the morning than I can the next six hours with kids, especially summertime when they're home. And so that has been just one of my biggest things in all these areas of my life is having my morning. And there's just something to be said about starting your day in the quiet and just really finding the peace in the morning that so many of us Americans miss because we're too busy sleeping until the very last second. And I can't tell you how many beautiful sunrises I have watched and how many times I've been Head and prepared and ready for my day far before the rest of the world is even waking up. Okay, Lip Talk Nation, Jessica just gave really valuable tips on how to balance mom life and family life with her business. And I really want to point out here that she said to make sure she sets time for herself. And she started doing that as waking up earlier in the morning. And she mentioned that it wasn't easy at first. Lip Talk Nation, it takes 21 days to set that habit, but she conquered it. And I believe you can too. And I love how you said that you set up boundaries and that you don't let your mom life interfere with your business life, such as you were mentioning that you were cooking dinner. 
So you have to make sure that you remove the phone so you're not answering texts, those little texts while cooking the dinner and being there with your kids. So it sounds to me like, Jessica, that you're saying that you need to be intentional with your time. And I really appreciate that. And I know I'm gleaning value from these steps as well. So thank you so much. Now, will you take that a little bit further? Was, was there ever a time that you thought that you weren't good enough or that you wanted to quit? All the time, even still today. It's, it's a constant battle, and I think that we all deal with that every day of our lives. We live in such a fast-paced world where we justify and justify and justify. And it is so easy to make excuses, to get down on yourself, instant gratification. You know, our, our culture has trained us to want the results and fruits of our work immediately. And the moment that we don't see anything, we immediately want to throw in the towel and quit. I can't tell you how many people have come to me that have come on as a business partner and started with me. And within just a few weeks, they came to me and say, I, it's not working out. I got to quit. I got to throw in the towel. And I want to look at them and say, really? You never even picked up the towel. So how are you throwing it in? And so I think that is just an obstacle that we all have to learn to overcome. We have to learn to be patient. We have to learn to persevere. And we have to learn that anything in life takes time. And there's a cultivation process. You know, it's much like planting. You put a seed in the ground and you immediately don't have a crop the next day. Not even the next week. Sometimes not even the next month. And you have to water it and you have to work at it. And um, that's been something that I've just had to really grasp. But no, I mean, just two weeks ago, I was in Ethiopia and the needs were so overwhelming. I was visiting the public school where my children go, and the director was just pulling me from one place to another on the school grounds, showing me that the fences were broken and the children could get kidnapped, and they needed new locks and they needed new doors. And I turned around, and I saw two of my HIV-positive girls uh, leaning over, barely able to stand up from sickness. And I had to get them back to our compound. And I get there, and a grandmother is just pleading and crying, holding a baby whose eyes were rolling in the back of his head and who could not even hold his own neck up. And I was so bombarded and so overwhelmed in that moment that I felt, I am not even making a dent. The need is so great. What I can't do this. I can't fix this. And it was a life-changing moment, and I never in my life have wanted to run from something, but I it took everything in my power to not physically run away. I was so overwhelmed with grief and just the harsh realities of what these people suffer that I wanted to run from it, and I had to stand firm, and I had to talk myself out of running away and stay there, and so that is constant. Was it just the first year of starting this? Not second year, but every year, and I don't think that that's ever, ever going to change. You don't feel adequate, but you're equipped, and the more that you stay focused, the more you come to realize how equipped you actually are. Jessica, I'm so glad that you pointed this out because I look at you as a very successful person and I know the listeners out there do too and and your team members and your business partners all look at you, but you're so vulnerable right now letting us know that you said yes all the time and in that most precious and intimate moment realizing that you're not making a dent. But I want to encourage you, Jessica, I know that you are, and you are standing ground, and you are leading so many people, but I thank you for being vulnerable with us on Lip Talk Nation, because I, I just wanted them to know that if you can do it, 
we can too. So thank you so much. And I want to ask you, Jessica, one of the things that I love asking my guests is about affirmations. And so I want to know if you say any affirmations, because you mentioned that you had to talk yourself out of running away. So do you say any affirmations on a daily basis? And if so, what are they? A lot. Um, I actually have Siri plugged in on that phone to answer me as, Jessica, you can set your mind to anything that you choose to do. And so every time that Siri talks to me, she addresses me as, Jessica, you can do anything you set your mind to. Um, lots of different scriptures that I cling to. My favorite quote that I love holding tight to is, your career is what you're paid for, but your calling is what you're made for. And the past four years of my life, I've taken on a very unexpected business opportunity that gave me a large platform, introduced me to literally thousands of people to work with. And God took that and really married it with my heart, and that is my nonprofit, Story Changers. And so I've really watched my career and my calling become one and become entwined, and the passions of my life have come together because of dedication and commitment and not quitting when I wanted to quit and when I thought I should quit and when I thought things were impossible. So really, lots of different affirmations, but there's a few of them. Well, thank you so much, Jessica. I didn't even realize I could set Siri to talk to me and say those things. You can do anything you set your mind to. So thank you for that little bit of information, but also... I love to know that successful people do talk to themselves because that's what I really want Lip Talk Nation to understand is that we've told ourselves that we can't for so long. It's a muscle memory. We remember what it's like. Just like you said, your business partners want to throw in the towel when they haven't even picked up the towel yet. So thank you for sharing this intimate part of yourself and I am now wanting to know who are some of your heroes because I know that I have heroes that I looked up to and how I began my journey so will you share with us some of your heroes probably my two top heroes and role models that I've followed the most and look to are well Mother Teresa and uh, Jen Hatmaker and a lot of y'all might not know Jen Hatmaker. She's barely popular in the Christian world, but probably not in People magazine. But Jen is a mother of multiple Ethiopian adopted children and an author and a pastor and a motivational speaker. And she's real. And that's what I love so much about her is that she says it like she means it. And she doesn't sugarcoat anything. And life is hard. And I just really, really enjoy reading her books and following her blog and find a lot of strength from her. I love how you point out that you said Jenna is a real person and she's adopted so many Ethiopian children and and she just is an inspiration to you. And I want to make sure that Lip Talk Nation understands the domino effect of being a hero because you may not feel like you're a hero, but you are to someone. And so I want to just say thank you for sharing this information with us. So I just want to give a huge shout out to you again, Jessica. We're going to move on to a lightning round, which is getting to know you on a different level, on the lighter side. So you don't have to think about this for very long. Just say the first thing that comes to your mind. So Jessica, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Oh, I'd like to fly. Fly. That's my favorite one, too. Lip Talk Nation, she wants to fly, and I believe that you are doing that. So good answer. All right. How do you like your coffee or tea? Tea unsweet. Iced tea. 
coffee, a little bit of cream, and just a little bit of real sugar. A little bit of real sugar. Lip Talk Nation, did you catch that? Real sugar. That's so great. All right, Jessica, what is your most embarrassing moment? Having to take a pillow to school in the third grade to sit on it for a month because I had a hematoma on my backside. I was actually hit by a car, which was one of the probably worst moments of my childhood life. And um, I had a hematoma probably bigger than the size of my head, which was a bruise that turned about 18 different colors. And so carrying that pillow around for my tush in third grade was probably my most embarrassing moment. Oh my goodness, Jessica. That's Oh my goodness, my heart is reaching out for you. I can almost feel that because I've had uh, issues in that area before too. So I'm so glad that you've recovered from that. Wow. Yes. Okay, so what is your favorite holiday? Christmas. Woohoo. Very most favorite. Awesome. I love Christmas too. And what's your favorite movie? Oh, I have a lot. But I would say my most favorite movie is Time to Kill with Matthew McConaughey. Ah, great movie. And I have one final question for you. There's a big controversy out there, but I need to know, and Lip Talk Nation wants to know as well, how does your toilet paper roll? Is it top or is it bottom? It is bottom. (laughs) Ah, that's so great. It's almost 50-50 right now, uh, that answer. So I think this is very (laughs) interesting. I think I might have to put a report out there after I've interviewed 100 people. Thank you so much, Jessica, for this lightning round. And I want to know if you have any final thoughts for our listeners that are facing their own obstacles. I just want to encourage you to stay focused on your end goal and come to learn that you have talents and gifts that you might not even know to possess. You know, four or five years ago, I could not speak in front of a group. I had no idea that I was equipped to run a nonprofit on the other side of the world, much less I could barely get on a plane to go to the other side of the world. And because I went out on a limb and I stayed focused and because I worked on myself, I came to learn that I had all kinds of talents and gifts that I didn't know I had. Growing up, I'm the oldest of four. I have a brother who's a musician, another brother who's a chef, and a sister who's an artist. And the ongoing joke in our family was my given talent was changing diapers and literally that was what I did and little did I know that I could do what I'm doing today and the only reason why I did is because I decided to do it and I decided to try and I worked on myself and I worked every single day so I just want to encourage you not to give up on any dreams you might have whatever they may be and know that you can do absolutely anything and be persistent and consistent and know that the more that you work at it, the better you'll get. Excellent advice, Jessica. I love how you said stay focused and decide to do it. I don't really need to add much more to that because you said it so clearly. I just want Lip Talk Nation to grab a hold of that. Jessica, thank you for letting us get to know you as a successful woman and mom. You are a shining light to all who meet you and represent a life in purple. Will you share with the listeners how they can get involved with Story Changers or how they can sponsor a child? Yes, Laura, I can. We have a campaign right now going. It's called Share the Feast, and it's an opportunity for your family to set a place at the Thanksgiving table for one of our children over in Africa. And when you set that place, you pledge to feed them, whether that be $5 worth of food or $500 worth of food. 
any donation given helps and makes a difference in these children's lives. And so I would just love for many of you all on this call to come together as a family and set a place for one of our kids. When you do that, you'll actually receive a share kit as a mail from us, and you'll be connected personally to one of our children. You'll get to learn information about them, have a photo of them that you can set out on your table next Thursday on Thanksgiving Day. And then you can turn in the money that you raise for them the week after Thanksgiving. Sponsoring our children is an awesome opportunity to really be connected to a child on a personal level. We actually have a uh, U.S. grounds coordinator over there who's setting up FaceTime and Skype calls with all of our children and their sponsored families. So sponsorship is a $30 monthly commitment that connects you to a child in need, and that helps pay for their education, their food, clean drinking water, and emotional, physical, spiritual support. And when you do that, you can send care packages, letters, you'll receive information from them, you'll be notified of their grades, and quarterly updates as well. So we would love to have you either sponsor a child, which is an ongoing monthly commitment, or if you'd like to just set a place for one and help feed our children for 2016, we would love to have you participate. You can do that by going to sharethefeast.org, and that's where you can sign up. It just takes about 30 seconds. Give me your name, email address, and I will mail you a share kit in the mail the very same day or the following one. If you're interested in sponsoring a child and permanently being connected with one where you give them a great support, you can visit our website at www.thestorychangers.org. Perfect. Thank you once again, Jessica, for spending time with us here at Life in Purple, where the broken can heal and the successful can conquer. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show and hearing your story, Jessica, and letting our listeners glean value from your experiences. Lip Chalk Nation. If you have enjoyed this episode or any of our previous episodes, I would love to hear from you. If you're an iPhone user, go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And for Android users, send me a quick email to lara at laraspragg.com. We certainly appreciate you and we'll see you soon. And as always, what you say is what you become.